morning. You're listening to WHUS Stores 91.7 FM. This is Husky Nation News, UConn's only weekly student news show. This broadcast is in collaboration with UConn student newspaper, The Daily Campus, and UConn student television station, UCTV. I'm your host, Grace McFadden, and here's the news out of UConn this week. On Friday, January 30th, UConn's a cappella groups held their spring rush concert. Sophia Scorziello has the story. Ten groups, 20 songs, and a crowd full of students hoping to find themselves on the same stage next semester. This was a scene at the University of Connecticut's Spring A Cappella Rush Concert that took place at 7.30 on Friday, January 30th at Jorgensen Center. The biannual event allows prospective a cappella members to hear each of UConn's ten groups sample their talents before spring auditions begin. There's no harm in auditioning. You know, you might be a lot better than you think you are, and you won't know until you find out. The night began with a performance by Husky Hungama, a South Asian acapella group whose multicultural performance blended American pop songs with South Asian ones. half show showcased each group's individual styles through song selection, attire, and overall persona. Some were dressed in casual streetwear, while others donned suits and dresses, and some sang Alicia Keys and 308, while others did renditions to Billy Joel and Whitney Houston. Like, helpful for people who want to audition so that they know which groups to audition for. The two song performances allowed students to gauge which a cappella group would best suit them. After Husky Hungama, UConn's oldest male a cappella group, A Completely Different Note, performed, followed by the Rolling Tones, the all-male con men, A minor, and the all-female groups, the Cordials, Ruby Fruit, and Drop the Bass. Moores, who always loved to sing, said a cappella was a great way to embrace what he grew up loving to do. And this is like a great outlet for more casual singing, and it's also a great way to meet friends and have a, a unique social sphere, I guess, in college. But, I mean... Honestly, acapella, as weird as it sounds, just kind of defines like my social life through college, so I'm really glad I ended up doing it. For WHUS News, I'm Sophia Scorziello. Um, in other news out of UConn this week, an article by Daily Campus News Editor Ashley Anglisano reports that a decline in football attendance has raised the deficit caused by Rensselaer Field to nearly $1 million. Average game attendance should be between 20,000 and 25,000 people, but last season each game had an average of 9,675 attendees, according to Michael Frymuth, the Executive Director of Capital Region Development Authority. A contributing factor may be that UConn's football team has had a losing record for nine straight seasons. The university is responsible for paying the first $250,000 of Rensselaer operating losses, but the state is supposed to uh, pick up the remaining $762,000 to cover the rest of the losses for a total of over $1 million. Patrick McKenna, a spokesperson for UConn Athletics, said, we certainly acknowledge that declining attendance at Rensselaer Field has caused a negative in financial impact. We are working in conjunction with CRDA to better align our business practices to prioritize an increase in revenue while finding more cost-effective ways to operate. 
This summer, UConn graduates have the opportunity to take part in a unique program to learn important skills in entrepreneurship. As reported by the Daily Campus's Ashley Anglisano, the program will last 10 weeks and will pay students a stipend of $4,000 to do entrepreneurial research. The program will also provide free housing and a $500 meal stipend. The program is called Experiential Entrepreneurship Research Experience for Undergrads, and its head is Dr. Hagi Hadi Borzogmanesh, a professor in the School of Engineering. Borzogmanesh said of the program, This summer program will give UConn students the unique opportunity to have hands-on research with faculty in UConn labs, leading to the discovery of commercial commercializable technology. It enables students to become more innovative and develop entrepreneurial skills, which are becoming more and more marketable for companies. Applications for the program are due March 16th. Governor Ned Lamont has proposed a decrease in UConn's fiscal year 2021 budget, as reported by Daily Campus campus correspondent Thomas Alvarez. Lamont's plan would reduce the stipend from the state to the university from $211 million to $208 million. This $2.6 million cut has spurred a petition by students against the State Appropriations Committee. The budget proposed by Lamont also includes $33.2 million for the Yukon Health Campus, which currently has unfunded legacy costs of over $52 million. Stephanie Reitz, a spokeswoman for the university, acknowledged that the allocated funds won't meet the needs of the Yukon Health Campus by saying, the $19.1 million shortfall in funding that remains will pose a serious challenge to Yukon Health's ability to end fiscal year 2021 without a significant deficit. The State Appropriations Committee hearing about the proposed cut will occur February 18th. However, the university is still looking to work out the cuts. Reitz said, We are hopeful that the state will apply additional funding as the budget moves through the legislative process to meet these legacy costs in the year ahead. We will work with the administration and the General Assembly in the coming months in an effort to achieve this. UConn President Thomas Katsileas announced plans to help address the mental health crisis on campus, as reported by Daily Campus News Editor Ashley Anglisano. This starts with the Healthy Mind Survey, which will be administered to 12,000 students across campus. The survey will consist of questions surrounding opinions and attitudes about mental health and mental illness. UConn Student Health and Wellness will also be partnering with the Jed Foundation, which is a nonprofit focused on suicide prevention and increasing mental health resources on high school and college campuses. On February 1st, UConn's 10th president, John DiBaggio, passed away at the age of 87. A Daily Campus article written by Rachel Philipson remembered his legacy on the university. DiBaggio served as president of UConn for six years, from 1979 to 1985. After his tenure at UConn, he went on to become the president of Michigan State University and then the president of Tufts University. He will be missed. Today, WHUS will be hosting the first ever Battle of the Bands in the Student Union Ballroom at 6. As for weather, today is projected to be sunny with a high near 25. Tonight's forecast is clear with a low around 4. Tomorrow will be sunny with a high near 29. Wind chill values tomorrow night will go as low as negative 2. From this point on, the views and opinions expressed on this WHUS News Department show are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily the views of the staff, management, or licensee of WHUS Radio or the University of Connecticut.
Girl Scouts would like to say thank you, America. Thank you, cookie cravers, thin mint enthusiasts, peanut butter patrons, shortbread devotees. Every time you take a bite of a Girl Scout cookie, it's good for us. Your coconut and caramel cravings are our chance to practice goal setting. Your midnight snacks help us learn to manage money. Your freezers aren't just full of tasty treats. They're packed with entrepreneurship. That's right, entrepreneurship. You probably can't taste the business ethics or the decision-making or the people skills, but they're in there. In every single mouthful. Every time you eat what's in the box, we learn how to think outside of it. So raise a glass of milk and raise our chances to reach our potential. Eat up, America. We're counting on you. I'm Catalina. I'm Melody. I'm Katie. I'm Devin. I'm Hannah. I'm Abby. I'm Juliana. I'm Nicole. I'm Olivia. I'm Colette. I'm Stefania. And we approve this message. The Girl Scout Cookie Program. Think outside the box. All right. From this point forward, the views and opinions expressed on this WHUS News Department show are those of the hosts and the guests and are not necessarily the views of staff, management, or licensee of WHUS Radio or the University of Connecticut. This week, I am joined by 2019 Yukon Marching Band Logistics Coordinator, Lyric McVoy. Hi, Lyric. Hello. How are you? All right. Um, so I just wanted to talk to you about UCMB because I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a pretty cool organization. How did you get involved in marching band before UCMB, actually? Okay, so in high school, I was in the marching band for four years. I played trumpet. I was a section leader and a squad leader. Um, and then when I came to UConn, I got a call from someone in our band office, and they asked if I could play an instrument. I said, yes, I play trumpet. She said, do you own your trumpet? And I said, yes, I do. And she said, okay, cool. You're going to be enrolled in the UConn marching band. Our preseason starts these dates. You're going to have to show up then. And I said, okay. And wow. four years later, I'm here. Wow. So what does preseason look like for a marching band? So for us, what we do is we have our first weekend, and that's new member weekend. So all of the new members, the section leaders, and then the upper leadership and the directors, we all get together um, and we do the basics of marching or the basics of logistics or the basics of mallet tech, whichever section you wind up being in. And we go over all of that. So when our returning members come in on Monday, everyone's on the same page. All right, so you're part of logistics. What does that mean for the marching band? So logistics is kind of like a management of equipment. So we set up and break down the field for every rehearsal. Um, we also make sure that our trucks and our van are dieseled and gassed up so that when we travel, we have all of the ability to get there. Um, and then we also make sure that at Rentschler Stadium, um, we have all of our equipment ready so that we can get on and off for performances without there being too much of a glitch. All right. That's really cool. Um, I honestly don't know like anything at all of the band. Do you guys ever perform at away games or do you only do home games? We will do away games if they are a one that was asked. We were asked to. So we went to the University of Massachusetts at Amherst this year. Mm. Um, and then we will go to bowl games on the rare occasions that we get invited to them. So in 2015, the band went down to St. Petersburg and they played at that bowl game, which we did lose. And I wasn't personally at, but I heard it was quite fun. All right. Um, so what's the farthest you've ever had to travel for the UCMB? I think the, uni no, MetLife. Um, I've played at MetLife twice, um, once my sophomore year. And then this year I managed the equipment for it. Um, we go there to perform at high school competitions. So there was a high school competition. And then at the end of that, we came on the field and we performed an exhibition. So we don't get like a grade or anything, but the high schools get to see what college band looks like. 
That's very cool. Do you have like a favorite game in your memory of performing for the UCMB? Um, yeah, I, I think actually this UMass game is one of my favorites. Um, it's hard to pick just one, but that this has got to be one of mine. Um, we won. We never win. So that was kind of nice. Um, and we also got to meet the UMass band. Um, I actually am also a music camp counselor and I got to see one of my students perform. Um, I've known him since he was like 15. So it was really cool to get to see him in his first ever real college marching band performance. That's so cool. How long have you been a music camp counselor? So I started my camp counselor hood in 2017. This will be my fourth year at Laurel Music Camp. Um, I've been a camper there for eight years now, but I've only been on staff since 2017. That is really cool. So for UCMB, what are your guys' practices look like? Like how often do you have to practice? So we rehearse Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. On Tuesday and Thursday, we're there from 4 to 6. And on Fridays, we're there from 3.35 to 6. Um, and basically what we do is we try to go over what we will be performing on that weekend. Um, we don't usually have that many weekends off. So we'll go over parts of the show. If we're having an exhibition, then we'll basically just go through the show and tweak every little spot. Um, we also will get into something called a concert arc, which is where the whole band stands in a massive arc and we practice our music. Um, if you've ever been up at Towers or in Husky Village, you've probably heard us doing this. We are very loud because there are about 300 members. Um, our drumline and our pit also rehearse, and I believe our color guard too, actually. We rehearse after hours, so I'll stick around and make sure everything gets put away okay. But these three sections will actually rehearse for an extra two hours on Tuesdays. It's really impressive. That's crazy. So Color Guard rehearses with you guys? Yes. So our Color Guard will sometimes do something called sectional where they will go off the field and they'll learn their moves because they, it's so much different from learning their moves and their tosses and their dancing compared to when you like throw it on the field with 200 other people who are running around the field just as confused. So they do part of their rehearsal off the field and then they come onto the field and they learn how to move in between us. Very cool. So what's your favorite song that you've performed in the uh, UCMBU marching band? Um, I think on the field, it's hard because we, so what we do is we mash up songs for parts of a show. So I'd have to say my favorite part of a show was Fusion Symphony, which was our 2017 show, uh, part two. We mashed up Humble and um, In the Hall of the Mountain King. And it sounded really cool. Our drum feature was absolutely spot on um it is still one of those things that i go back and listen to and i still feel as fired up as the day i performed it that's so cool so this is like kind of a weird question but i know that the yukon drumline sometimes lights their sticks on fire how do they do that <laughs> so and anyone from drumline listening please know that i'm not a professional this is just what i've seen um what they do is they have a special kind of stick and they douse it in like a lighter fluid. They put per, like flame retardant on their hands and on the uniform and then they light the sticks on fire with a special blowtorch that we have. Our baton twirler also does this too. She she's very good at it. I don't know how she is comfortable throwing fire around. She has actually put the fire baton in her mouth before. She's very good at it. And they oh, the drum is also covered in flame retardant. Drums aren't naturally flame retardant for anyone wondering. Um and they just go at it and it's it's a lot of work i i don't think i've ever seen them rehearse it but i've seen them perform it multiple times and it's always like scary cool 
Yeah, that's so cool. All right, and you don't have to answer this. This is also kind of a weird question. Do you remember, like, the biggest time you screwed up with the UCMB? Like, your biggest mistake um, on the field with the UCMB? Uh, yes. You on just the made a face like you knew exactly what it was. <laughs> so on the field, um, I have one that was in a practice room and one that was uh, on the field. And I'll go with the on the field one because it's a little bit more funny. Um, we were practicing my freshman year, 2016. Um, and the trumpet section had a move where we had to go back and forth in this curvature. Um, Requiem part two for anyone wondering. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and 2016 UCMB alumni out there yeah, if you're listening woo, we're all old now um, we were going in that back and forth in like the third time we ever ran the show and I was crunched between two people and they weren't marching at the same speed so one of them stepped on my foot and I fell backwards the drum major cut off the entire band looked at me and went hey Lyric you good and I look up <laughs> and everyone's looking at me and I'm a freshman and I'm super shy and I just go uh, yeah I'm fine um, my trumpet was fine actually so I mean at the end of the day the worst damage was a skinned elbow something I can live with right so what's the worst do you have another mistake that you've seen happen during like not practice like on the field on the field um this isn't a mistake necessarily but i do know and i didn't see it personally i do know there was a girl who fell and sprained her ankle she just Yikes. kind of had to lie there as we marched off the field and then someone went and got her um and it's not the first time it happened it's just happened one time that sticks out in my brain in the time that i've been here yeah because marching band is more athletic than people think how long are you guys's performances um, so our full performance for the exhibition show, which is our main show, is usually about 15 minutes. I think this year was a longer year. I want to say it was around 17 or 18 minutes. Um, and then our pregame show, which is the one we do at every football game before the game starts, is about 10 minutes. Gotcha. So does everybody in the UCMB, you said there were like 300 people, does everybody march every single time you go to a game? Oh, so now we're going to learn some marching band secrets. No, not every one of us marches um obviously there's those of us who are logistics we don't march at all oh, really? there's also the pit no we don't march i know yeah. how to march but i didn't march this year um the pit which is the pitched percussion in the front they don't march um and then there are people called designated marchers and they stand off the field um basically they fill holes when people are absent so that way if like someone gets sick or they have a family event uh we don't just have a hole in the field it's so if you we have a marching band of 300. Mm -hmm. I would say about 275 people march. Gotcha. So wait, what's the what's the pit? You were saying that the pit doesn't perform. Are they just like drummers that sit off the field? So the pit or the front ensemble are pitched percussion. So they play marimba, vibraphone. Um. We have a rack of smaller percussion pieces. Um, and we've had in the past bassists and guitarists. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they play some completely solo stuff and then some stuff with the band mm -hmm. they just can't march because of the nature of their instruments being so large so we have a sound system that they're attached to and they push their instruments on and off so they're working out a lot and then their playing is also really intensive but they aren't actually doing the marching part of it gotcha so how big is ucmb logistics there are um for the 2019 season i can't speak for next season but there were four of us gotcha. um and then we have a sound technician and he also would sometimes help but obviously when duty calls his first pro like i his first thing he needs to do is sound so there was me there were two freshmen and there was another senior and the four of us somehow held it all together we would get a lot of help from the band but sometimes it was just the four of us gotcha 
So how, how long have you been doing like UCMB logistics versus like, did you ever march with the band or did you do logistics the whole time? So I actually marched for three years. I was in the trumpet section for my first three years and I wanted to move on to something else. So I auditioned for drum major and band captain and they asked if anyone had interest in logistics. And I said, yes, I was interested. And in my interview, it came up and we talked a lot about ideas that I had for streamlining our process, making it easier to navigate equipment management. And they chose me and I got to work on the sidelines this year. So I didn't march at all. I would sometimes play my trumpet in the stands, but that was about it. And it wound up being really rewarding. So when you say like you had ideas to stream like the streamline the process, like what does that actually entail? Like what does it look like having to be in UCMB logistics and getting all this stuff on and off the field and all that? So we're typically at everything about an hour early. Um, I get to rehearsal between, or I did, between a half an hour and an hour early. And that was so that I could get all of our yard markers out, our ladders out, make sure that our box and our trucks were ready to be unloaded and then reloaded at the end of rehearsal. And then I would get water, especially in those hotter months. So that would in and of itself take about 20 minutes. So it was a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of making sure that by the time rehearsal started, everything was in place. And then football games are the same times 20. And thankfully we have something called a pregame crew and they come and they help out, which is very helpful because this is too much for four people to do. But even then the four of us are running around like animals <laughs> for the beginning of the game. And then when the game actually starts and the performance ends, that's when we relax. So when the rest of the UCMB is like, throwing out stand tunes and having to be a constantly on watch we kind of get to take a breath and wait before we run out for the next performance gotcha so you're talking about like field markers i know this is like kind of a weird question also but you were talking about field markers so do you just use those in practice or do you actually have markers on the field when you march at games so the markers are actually provided at games because um, the football players also use them. So we just use the ones that are at Rentschler Stadium. But because they are, they're like sandbags, basically, um, we can't just leave them out. They're really helpful. I didn't actually have them at my high school or I didn't ever notice them. So I didn't really appreciate them until I came to college. But it helps you kind of guide to where you're going, especially if you're in like a tricky spot for looking at the field. Gotcha. So where do you put them? Just like somewhere on the sidelines? Yeah. So we put them about two feet off the sidelines. So that way someone could stand in front of one if they needed to, because sometimes they will come, the marchers will come right up to the edge of the field and they don't need something to knock into. On football fields, they're a little farther back, but we rehearse on a concrete lot provided to us by the university. So we make do with the limited space that we have. Is that the lot that's like behind Husky Village, like all the way up there? Yeah, so I'm sure that everyone at UConn has seen it at some point. Uh, we call it W Lot because it's on W Lot. That big white tower and the big box that has a UCMB uh, banner on it, thats it's right behind there, and that's ours. Those two trucks also belong to the UCMB, and that's where we keep basically everything that doesn't live in the music building with us. Gotcha. So do you ever practice in the mil Do you guys practice year round? Actually, I meant to ask you this before. Do you guys practice year round? No. So the marching band only practices in the fall semester. In the spring semester, a lot of marching band people do the spring pep band. So the people at the basketball games and the men's hockey games, those are mostly UCMB people. Um, some of them are not. Some of them are only in the fall pep band, which does the fall hockey games. But majority are UCMB. Um, and then UCMB members who either don't want to do pep band or just don't have time for pep band, they'll do concert band, which is very large. I, when I was in it, it was about 100 members. Um, 
And that just gives people an opportunity to either do the instrument that you can't march, like oboe or bassoon, um, or it gives you the opportunity to strengthen those skills. So we are rehearsing year-round, just not in the UCMB. Gotcha. So how is pep band, like, different than UCMB? Is it just, you guys just don't march, you're just in the sands? Basically. So we play a lot of the same music, and some of our show music will actually be reworked so that it can become stand music. Um, It's also a little bit more low-key, so you're not in the full UCMB uniform. You're just in your UCMB warm-up. That's what those are called. You can also be a little bit more relaxed with like putting on face paint and doing all these crazy stuff with their hair. I'm sure you've seen the pictures on like our social media where it's people are painted to the nines for these games. At a football game, that wouldn't be acceptable. But in, in basketball, we're allowed to be a little bit more ooh-rah-rah UConn. Gotcha. And so what does concert band do? I assume just hold concerts. <laughs> uh, we act... I don't know if they're having two concerts this year. I know it was discussed, but previously we've only had one concert. And basically we rehearse a bunch of different music. It's usually at an upper high school level because our there's a diverse range of ability in the UCMB. But typically it's harder pieces for the people who are in the group. And we some of us have actually played it before. And we work on that for the entire semester. And then in April we'll have our concert. Gotcha. So out of pep band, concert band, and UCMB, like what's the largest group? The UCMB is the largest. That one is about 300 members. Um, The pep band, I think, is around 200. It's most of the UCMB does it, but not everyone. Evidenced by like, I'm not doing it this semester. I I teach this semester. Um, And then the concert band is at its largest been 100. But when I started, it was about 80 members, which is still large, but quite small compared to 300 people marching a show. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's still pretty big. It's still enough to fill enough, but where do you guys perform? Do you guys perform at uh, Vondermeeters? Yes, the concert band performs in VDM. Gotcha. Um, the concert date, I'm sure, is already posted on their website. Um, the pep band, you've seen at the basketball games, and then the marching band, you can find us at Rentschler Stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as per usual, as per always. So I know this is going to be like a controversial question, but do you have one out of the three that you've enjoyed the most? Because you said you've done all three, yeah? Or have you never done pep band? I've done all three. I did pep band my first two years, concert band for three years, and the UCMB for four. And I think that shows which one I like the most. I like the UCMB the most. Then nothing against the other two groups. I just really have a lot of passion for marching band. And something just drew me back to that in a way that I didn't quite feel for the pep band or the concert band, both of which were very fun, just not exactly my speed. Gotcha. So is the music, I assume that the, obviously you said the music you play for concert band is different because I'm assuming it's more like actual like band pieces. Um, Is the music you play for pep band like basically similar to the stuff that you play for UCMB? Yes. So a lot of it is actually the same music. Um, We have some standards, which are like our fight song and then fight on Connecticut and then our alma mater. But we also have things like uh, Cold Hearted, uh, Land of a Thousand Dances, Welcome Mm -hmm. to the Doghouse. These are all songs that you'll hear basically at any sporting game that you go to that the Yukon band is at. So regardless of which athletic band you're hearing, you're probably going to hear one or two of those songs. Um, And then, like I said, uh, some of our older music gets cycled in. So like um, we have something called G3. It's one of our cheers and it actually originates from the 2016 show. So it's from Rockweam part three, the David Bowie show for anyone curious. Huh. That's an interesting choice. Who chooses the music? I assume the UCMB director or. Um, So shout out to associate director Ricardo Brown. (laughs) Um, He is 
a DMA student at UConn currently, and he is also our associate director, I believe. Um, he also runs the concert band and the pep band, so he's pretty involved in the department. Um, he is the one who runs something called Show Music Committee, I believe. Um, they It's a group of students that he knows particularly well, and they get together during the spring semester, and they start to pick out music. So I think this show was actually originally going to be based completely on something different and then for 2019 we had clap your hands um and the music was songs that make your hands clap but before it wasn't that at all before it was there were a million ideas bouncing around in people's heads and he kind of helped streamline it and then him and our former associate director uh, marvin mcneil uh write the show gotcha all right thank you well that's all the time we have for today thank you so much to lyric for talking for me talking with me excuse me and thank you for listening to our show Um, Thank you to Ethan Smith, the creator of our theme music. I've been your host, Grace McFadden, and you are listening to WHUS Stores.